Hi, everybody. This is Jim Cornette, pro wrestling legend, and you're listening to the Book in the Territory Unprofessional Wrestling Podcast. This is the artist formerly known as Daryl Van Horn, James Mitchell, the Sinister Minister, and I'm here to let you know I would rather slam my cock in a car door than to miss the dulcet tones of Hard Body Harper, my illegitimate son on Booking the Territory podcast. Who <laughs> messy distance professional wrestler Jimmy Vine, the Boogie Wicker Man. Tell my people, my brothers and sisters, don't you dare, don't you dare miss Booking the Territory. Oh, yeah. This is a one man gang. You're listening to Booking the Territory Pro Wrestling Podcast. <laughs> Welcome back, everyone, to this week's episode of Booking the Territory, the unprofessional wrestling podcast. For today, I'm sitting here with Doc, and Harper will be joining us shortly. He had a flat tire and had to go get his tire fixed. If it's going to happen, it's going to happen to Harper. But I'm sitting here with Doc. How are you, man? We're going to do September 24th, 1988. How are you doing? Uh, did he run over one of those damn ducks and one of those herpes sores on its duck bill puncture his tire? You're going to break kayfabe and tell the people, like, we're not recording on a normal night because Harper called us because he had to go <laughs> do something. So we had to reschedule, which is really hard when you got three people you're trying to reschedule around. Do you want to tell the full story? And then how he called us this afternoon was like, right. Nothing, man. He's just trying to push it out another day. And we got lives to lead. So we finally just said, Harper, we got to record this shit for the people. Yes. Yes. I mean. Look, it's a it's a it's a tenuous situation to be in the be inside the BTT bubble, but we all got to know our roles. And Mike and I are the ones that get the show done. Harper <laughs> strolls in whenever he can to provide some spot monkey like activities. <laughs> so there's a reason this show gets out every week, but it ain't Harper, dude. He's <laughs> <laughs> like the class clown in school that. Let's be real. When you were in elementary school, grade school, whatever term you want to give it. And that was some, I mean, to me, I was one of them kids that didn't really like school too much. And man, it was always the class clown that provided the relief that got me through school. Like Hopper's that guy. He's just the class clown. He's, he's, he's not adding anything, but he's definitely adding something. He's, if that makes he's sense. The, he's the guy that's smart enough. <laughs> That all the teachers are trying to reach because they think that if they can be the one to turn him around, he'll he'll amount to something. But right. he ain't. But he ain't having none of it from none of them. If hey, we buddy. connect, if we connect with Christopher, maybe we can turn everyone around since they all like to follow and laugh at him. Meanwhile, he's got him down there in the bathroom, tossing cherry bombs down the toilet. Cause that's <laughs> what he does. Oh shoot! Hey, man, uh, I gotta. I want to. I got a serious question for you. It's a little inside baseball, but then I think it'll play to most of our folks. We are in the middle of the first month of the year of 2020, and I just want to know: Has "Let's Be Great" become the live, laugh, and love for football fans everywhere? 
I think you need to explain it because I really didn't think about it until you spelled it out for me. Because I, I have, I'm, I didn't like commit it to memory that he would say it all the time. So you need to tell the people what you're talking about. Okay, so there's a clip of Russell Wilson, quarterback for the Seahawks, walking around for about a minute and a half, saying, "You know, trying. He's a he's a leader, right? We're gonna agree on that, right?" He's oh, I, I I love Russ. I think he's. Yeah, I, I, he's I love he's, I love Russell Wilson. I really do. He's he's he's, he's definitely one of the good ones. Oh come on, bro! I'm at, I'm at quarterback. Grow up. I meant he's one of the good quarterbacks in the league. I'd take him. I'd take him, too. Give okay. him to me right now. Ryan and Auburn and Kenny Byersdorf, that's uh, Seattle's their team. They're going to love this discussion. Keep going. Yeah, well, anyway, I like him. So, anyway, there's this clip uh, of him going up to what feels like the entire 53-man roster on the sideline saying, let's be great, let's be great, let's be great, let's be great. <laughs> so, I showed, it, I showed it to Latrell. And it's it became our little before youth sports. Let's be great, but now Miss Doc saying it. I got Mike saying it, and I think it's it's here's the deal. It's corny, it's real corny, but it works coming from Russell Wilson, right? Yeah, the messenger is the right person for it. Right. If you had like I don't know Tom Brady or Jimmy Garoppolo or even like Jameis Winston saying it. It doesn't work. You need like Russell Wilson, maybe Dak. I could see Drew Brees doing it even. I can see Brady doing it. I can't see Winston doing it, but that's a whole nother topic. But keep going. So anyway, now we've started using it for things that make no sense to say let's be great. And I just wonder if we're using some corny cliche and it's now become our live, laugh, and love. Well, we do. No, see, the difference between live, laugh and love and me and you saying let's be great all day, every day, 100 times a day. There's a big difference. We know let's be great in the context we're saying it at work or even on this show uh, beforehand when we were texting. We know it's a joke. Ha ha. Funny. These broads literally use live, laugh and love and will never heed their own advice. I would say that my broad uses let's be great more than she ever would live, laugh and love. (laughs) That's awesome. (laughs) (laughs) that's fantastic right that is great Uh, so i guess to shift from a little bit of uh a little bit of uh, happiness to a little bit of sadness i guess we need to r.i.p uh rocky johnson huh yeah that's sad man i here's the thing man he's a little bit before my time and he was mostly for me a wwf guy i mean i knew about the tony atlas stuff but he was always sort of rotated away from me in time and space. But hey, man, R.I.P. That's the that's the Rock's daddy. He was what uh, the first one of the first two African American tag team champions in the racist WWF. I mean, like I same as you. He was before my time in the territories that I watched: World Class, Mid South, UWF. He was not a part of so. I have a different feeling for him than I would have for you know the guys who were in those territories. But yeah, man, R.I.P. I mean, that's that's serious, man. That's Rocky Johnson. I mean, he's the Rock's dad, and he was a megastar. I mean, that guy had God, man. You think about the body he had back then, and the look he had. It was, you know, I mean, you didn't have a hundred million body guys back then. I mean, there was a period in time in wrestling where you, you know, we went through the late '90s and early 2000s where everybody was a body guy. But I mean, how much? Had, how much? How much ridicule do you think 
he and Tony Atlas took in the Northeast being champions in the when they were. I don't know. I mean, I always think he would have took more in the South. Really? You ever been to Boston? Look, every, I mean, I'm not, you can, I don't want to get into the demographics of like every freaking city in the Northeast. I mean, sure, there's, there's pockets of certain cities and towns that are, you know, got race issues and race problems, but I don't know, man. Here's I, how, I, here's I, how you know if a town has race issues. Oh my God, Hopper's on. Are there white people and are there brown people? And if those two, if the answer to the those two questions is yes, then they have race problems. Why are you people always make you know what? No, you, you you realize you brought up race just now, not me. I know, but people mm-hmm. don't know how to get along. I mean, look, you and I have proven that race relations can work. Speaking Jesus of, spe- Let's shut the I'm fuck glad- up. Let's be great, asshole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm LBG. conferencing in Harper even, right now. We even say it now we say LBG around our house. Wow. You've abbreviated yeah. it. That's nice. Yeah, that's right. Um, there he is. There he is, the big man himself. Hey. What's are up, you man? Out, are you late oh, no, no. You turn your out. video off. We don't need your video. Oh, God. Look at that. Wait. Jesus Jesus Why is it so dark? <laughs> My God. It's like a horrible, horrible <laughs> sex video. He God. Is that a tank top or a shirt? Jesus Christ. Have you been? I turned off. I, I don't know, but were you uh, were you late because you were out trying to father one or find one of Paige's kids that she didn't know she has? Who, Paige? Didn't you hear about that? No. Triple H, Triple H had to make, had a jokes, and then he had to, like, put on his suit and take him back. Uh-uh. Mike, did you hear about that? No, I didn't, but Hopper needs to turn this video off. It's very creepy. This, this is going <laughs> to the whole show. The jizz on the walls. The jizz on the walls. I'm jerking off the chicks taking shits. Uh, oh, Doc hasn't heard it yet, Hopper. What? He hasn't heard it yet, the Tessa thing. I just asked him about it. We're recording, by the way, just so you Wait, know. How uh, I turn this off? You so, see the little camera icon? Just turn it off. Where? On your screen, there should be, on your Skype, there should be, oh, Jesus Christ. Jesus. <laughs> I don't know how to explain this to All him. right. Well, that didn't really work, but okay. So I'm going to, while you figure out the uh, audio visual, the visual piece of this. I um, can't this, do nothing. It's him. He's got to turn his video off. I know. I'm going to, re- while, he, while he's working at this. There it is. Go ahead. WWE Vice President Triple H has apologized for a terrible joke about one of his top female stars in which he questioned whether former wrestler Paige knew how many children she had. That's nice. Jesus. She, she revealed in a podcast with Lillian Garcia that she had com- contemplated suicide and suffered anorexia as a result of the leak of her in her belt, threesome, Xavier Woods, what the other Maddox's thing. So, Triple H was at some media thing, and they were asking about Edge, and he goes, I'm just a fan like everybody else. I would love to see Edge or Paige step into the ring and compete. More importantly than that, though, I would like to see them live long, healthy lives. You know, Edge has kids. Paige, maybe she probably has some she doesn't know of. Well, how could she not know of when she gave birth to him? 
So he had to. He came out then because you know the shareholders. You like the first thing Mike's thinking is, and I'm thinking is, hmm, how could we draw some money with this, right? It's Triple H. He, uh, you know my feelings about him, so I'm just. Here, well, here's what he said on online later. I made a terrible joke, and I'm sorry if it offended her or anyone else. Yeah. Fuck. Live, love, laugh. Let's be great. Let's be great. Man, Madonna's got to go listen to that shit. He, the the Tesla audio. That's the first time I jerked off to a Jim Cornette podcast. Wow, that's. <laughs> I mean, fucking we, loser, is, Mike. Mike, this is why we can't have nice things. <laughs> Dude, it's so dis- it's disgusting and hilarious all at the same time. I just I, hope it's not her. She's taught it. Okay, I don't. We don't know if it's her. Uh, it's a. Let me. Here's what we know. We we believe it's a broad talking shit, mad shit to a dude who a, sounds like could be jerking off to the fact that she's taking a dump. Oh yeah, he's jerking off, and she's talking, on him, Seb, and she's on talking, she's talking shit to him, like dirty talk. And I'm just like, what the hell am I listening to? Man, let me tell you something. There ain't one thing sexy about a broad taking a shit, Bruh. As much as J-Lo gets my juices flowing, I have absolutely zero fucking desire to listen or watch her take a shit. Go in there, close the door, burn a match when you're done like a normal human, then come out when you're done. Yeah. Get in the shower and wash your booty hole real good. Yeah, use some baby wipes. Yeah, there you go. I don't want to... No Klingons need to be coming out of that... Out of that... Out of that snake tank or nothing. Just wash it up. Shit. Well, let me just go ahead and cut to the chase. I have absolutely no spotlights this week. I've been busy. I haven't had time. It ain't going to happen. I saw. Here's the thing. I saw something on Twitter. Fritz said that he'd rather talk about music than wrestling. And, you know, I think I would, too. Let's start a music podcast where we my Here's the bands I want to talk. Let's talk about Soundgarden and... The Black Crows. I just read a book by the drummer of the Black Crows. I gotta recommend that. Book of the week. Book of the week. Um, you know, I like the tragically hip up there in Canada. And uh, I got a R.I.P. Neil Peart because uh Rush, man. I like me some Rush. Yeah. I actually Mike's know who Rush band. is. Thanks to Well, you know thanks, you know the drummer. Ter- you know the drummer to died. Von Eric. Yes, I know the you drummer know. died. Okay. Yes. Yes. All right. But well I, I know I knew so who that, Rush is. That, that's my doc spotlighted the week is for Fritz and talking about rock and roll music. How about that? So you got some shout outs you want to do and maybe we could get into this. Uh, Harper, just know that we're going to be coming back to you during the episode to get some LSU reaction. Wait, wait, wait. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Real quick before uh-huh. we go to LSU. Uh, remember, if you got the Amazon gift cards, use them <clears throat> on our tinyurl.com slash BTT Amazon link. We had a really good month in December for the Amazon link. And yeah. I just want to say I appreciate it because before we ever record these shows monthly, there is bills to be paid. That goes you know, towards you know, that. You know why it worked, right? I told everybody out there how to get their broads to use it. Remember when I told them to go grab them like a bowling ball and gra- drag them over to the computer? That's nice, Doc, yes. That's it worked. Up. It, it worked. I mean, shit, you stick a couple fingers up a girl, that's one thing. But when you slide a thumb up there at the same time up that butt, you've got her attention. If That's you don't, 
If you don't, then you have a real problem. That means she's used to it. You never want that. <laughs> she's a comedian. <laughs> it's the worst. Uh, okay, a couple other things. Special shout out to Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Kyle Riley, Mike Childry. If you're a generous patronage each and every month. And, Doc, I got a question for you. Actually, a few. You know, you felt the need to kick me and Harper in the shins about the Saints losing in the playoffs, but I thought it was very convenient of you to miss the show after the Cowboys didn't even make the playoffs. And I just wanted to know, you know, how was it having LaFonda wax your mangina as you were depressed about the Cowboys' pathetic season again this year? I just, I'm just curious. Well, here's how Jerry, this is how Jerry's the best wrestling promoter of all time. He's already got me thinking about next year with a new coach. Nah, you ain't getting off that easy, asshole. It don't work yeah. like that. Did they have a safe space for you for the rest of the you and the rest of the cowboy fans at work? I didn't see one, but I figured I'd ask. No, um, I will. I've watched all the playoff games. I'm still a football fan. I, I'm ready for the games this weekend, the championship games. I watched all the games last weekend. I'm not the little bitch that you're pointing it out to be. In fact, <laughs> I, you have some audio that says 16 and 0. But if you if the patrons go back and listen to that episode, I had the Chiefs. I had called the Titans making a run. I had called the 49ers making the playoffs. And in that episode, I said the Cowboys would go 8-8 eight and eight and Garrett would get fired. Oh, okay. So you're happy your team lost now. That's, yeah, sure. Uh, whatever. All right. Well, anyways. I'm, just, I'm just saying that I wasn't surprised by what went down because I know what time it is. I mean, well, the fucking Texans lost so bad they fired the Astros coach. So. <laughs> <laughs> God. <laughs> that shit, hey, I don't want to talk about baseball because I just don't want to talk about baseball, but that shit claimed three managers in a week. Yeah. That was pretty rough, wasn't it? That's a fuck them. Man, they need, to, uh, they need to learn how to tuck the chain back in their drawer in their tights when they get done with it. <laughs> Put your gimmick in your trunks and don't let the ref see it, assholes. These motherfuckers uh, had, they said these motherfuckers had buzzers under their jerseys. Come on, dude. You got to hide that shit in the tights. Oh, man. Uh, anyway, I wanted to shout out Coach Willie Chase, BTT Hall of Famer, for those questions for Doc on his situation with the Cowboys. So thank you, Willie. Appreciate it. Hey, real quick. Yeah, you open that while I do this. Uh, Jose Corona, one of our longest tenured patron members out there on Patreon and Podbean. Thanks for bumping up your pledge. I just wanted to say thank you and enjoy yeah. those JCP pay-per-views and Clash of Champions that we've done so far. Viva um, La Raza. Viva La Raza, Jose. Como okay. esta? Hey, Harper, I got one other thing before we get started. What? How was your Monday night, Hopper? I was drunk. It how was, was great. Your, how was your Tuesday morning? Fucking horrible. <laughs> it was bad. I okay, got so, fucked up Monday night. So you got a shoot job. Here's the yeah. Here's the question. He got shit. fucking blasted, and that game didn't end till like eleven thirty. I couldn't go to sleep, and I didn't drink because I was high on freaking just life. And like, oh, my yeah, team won the up. title, and Harper got hammered and had to be to work at six. Yeah. Okay, so Harper, uh, how how much? We've talked about this before. How much sleep did you get? Uh, maybe four hours. 
That's not enough. I know I it even, sucks. I didn't I'm, even but, get that. But I'm that's, fucking used to it because I'm always on my feet when I, at work. So, it, like, even if I get no sleep, I'm not tired because I can't. Because yeah, I'm but, always but standing. That, but that's not enough time at our age to metabolize all that that booze. Yeah, it sucks, dude. I ain't gonna lie. I was still feeling it the, the fucking next day. Oh yeah, dude. Because a friend of mine, fucking perp, showed up and he's like, "Let's do shots." I'm like, "Fuck it, bro, go Tigers!" And did fucking Jaeger bombs and all that fucking bullshit, bro. What the fuck, fucking wrestlers. Mm. Well, and he's like, "Where are we going now?" I was like, "I'm going home, dog." And but you didn't. But you didn't. I, I I did afterwards. I got home about twelve thirty one. Wait. Twelve thirty one or twelve thirty or one? Yeah, like twelve thirty one o'clock somewhere around that. Well, that's not too bad. The game wasn't over till like fucking yeah midnight. See, were you still drunk at work? I, I was feeling, I was feeling good. I'm like, damn, this I is an, this is oh an, my god, this I got is an a story to channel. tell y'all. All right, let's hear it. We like stories. I almost hit a fucking duck today. <laughs> Awesome, because I, I hypothesized at the beginning of this show that you had a flat tire because you hit a one of those duck herpy bill ducks. Dude, I'm on an I-610, uh, Mike, by City Park. I know exactly where that's at. Yes, and it's foggy as fuck, bro. And I see this like black thing, kind of like uh, you know, I thought it was a piece of trash, and then it's saw a black cool. thing on the road, and you sped up. I know, <laughs> and it's fucking walking. And I'm like, that's a, that's one of those mutant ducks. I barely missed that motherfucker going 70 miles, 70 miles an hour. I was like, what the fuck are you doing trying to cross the I-610, motherfucker? <laughs> Suicidal-ass fucking ducks, bro, I swear. That's that cyberbullying. What? <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> I don't even know what question to ask after after that. Fuck. <laughs> how about how about how about we get into so, NWA? So wait a minute. No, hold on. So you're saying that these ducks have an alter ego where they get online and bully people? Yeah, I mean he's. I mean he was. I mean, dude, why would a duck walk across a fucking interstate? Because they have small animal brains that don't bruh, make sense. Any fucking dumbass fucking duck, bro. <laughs> Jesus Christ. How do you think? Okay, so let me ask you this. You're a hunter. What do you think those ducks would taste like? Fucking dog shit. They're fucking like mixed breed ducks. <laughs> They're fucking mutts. That's why they look like something the Shredder would make with the fucking mutagen to fight the fucking Ninja Turtles. <laughs> we, for those who don't remember... We had this talk before, and I even posted a picture of these mutant ducks he's talking about in the Facebook group a long, long time ago. These things are real. They actually, they, they, they are like deformed and mutated. There's, I don't know how else to describe it if you've never big. seen it. And they are big, and it's the damnedest thing. Pontchartrain Park in New Orleans is like <laughs> notorious for having these mutant-looking ducks, at least as I recall. Yeah. I mean, they're all over the fucking place around here. Yeah. Hey, I uh, got an idea. Should we talk about wrestling? I think we should. Let's get into it. How's that sound? That sounds uh let's be great.
Yeah, let's be great. September 24th, 1988, NWA Saturday Night on TBS. The show opens with Ivan Koloff defeating Tony Suber, and then the Russian assassins attack Ivan after the match. Uh, Nikita makes a save, and then we head to the studio where Tony, David, and JR mention a few things, and then we head to the ring, and JR does mention uh, that the NWA is returning to Louisiana and the Mid South area. More to come on that as we uh, go through the next couple of, next month, month and a half or so. But. That's all I have from the opening. Uh, the first match that they do throw us to is the Roll Warriors who defeat the Menace 1 and 2. Doc, any thoughts on the opening or opening match and all that good stuff? Good Lord. Wasn't one Menace enough? Do you ever really need two Menaces? Uh, no. was, the, was the original Menace black? What are you talking about? These guys under the hood in the ring? Yeah. That's two white guys, right? I know they are now. That's what I'm saying. I don't know what you're asking. Did you hear the crowd pop when Nikita made the save? Yes. That was pretty loud. Man, September 24th, 1988. I was still into this shit. Yeah, you were, because there's a a famous match that's going to happen between the Royal Warriors and Midnight Express that you were at. Yeah, I was way into this shit. Yeah, he was balls deep right now. That's that's not. I think I may have been watching the fucking USWA on Channel Six when it replaced. In '88, uh, was it still on at that time? Oh, uh, let's see. It might have been. Not. I remember like that. watching World Class, and the next day I was like, "What the fuck is this?" Yeah, it might have been. I don't. Oh shit, I don't remember. It might, that doesn't sound too far off. I'm just not 100% sure. Um, but also, by this point, we were getting... Um, well, that, nah, scratch what I was about to say. All right. Uh, any other thoughts on that first match, Hopper? No. Doc, you? Uh-uh. All right, let's go I to the I mean, it was, it was fast. Very quick. Road Warriors got something to say after it. Here it is. The awesome power of the Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors. And they're after that world tag team title held by the Midnight Express. What you witnessed, Dana Crockett, is you witnessed two originals. We never compensate nobody, and we never will. When the guys are saying what we're going to do, then we do it. Now, Midnight Express and Carnet, you luckily won those world belts. But my manager said two months ago, we got the winner. Now, you people out there, you may not like the way we're going to win them belts, but we are definitely going to win them. We're going to do whatever it takes, no matter what it is. We will be the world champions. Whether you like it or not, we don't care. Tell them, Hawk. Well, the Midnight Express has got two belts now. They're going to have to lose one because they can't hold the U.S. and the World Tag Team belts at the same time. So, pretty soon, you're going to be without any belts because the LOD is missing something around their waist for a long time and will beat anybody up, I mean anybody up, to get what we want. And we want them belts. We want them right around our waist, just like all these people want them around our waist. They're sick and tired of second-rate champions when we bring the uncrowned champions how our lives were the biggest, the baddest, and we really don't care. Tell them, Paul. You know, David, sometimes I think the wrath of the Legion of Doom is worse, worse. 
What? All right, Doc, what you got from the Warriors? Man, there's signs all over the place if you know what to look for. Yeah. You want to explain what you mean? Spike. Well, we're going to find Dusty's eye with one of those spikes. Ain't going to be pretty. I know, huh? Uh, Hop- Wait, did Ho- Okay, I thought you turned into a whistleblower, but go ahead. You're not. Go ahead, Hopper. Yeah, I mean, you can hear the, the, the guy a little bit more fucking edge to him. He, they said y'all people aren't going to like how we're going to win these belts. Well, and the way they win them, God, I can't wait to get there, actually, is is some good shit. Um, Let's just do it now. Let's just fast forward. No, we're not going to keep going. Uh, what other thoughts you got, Doc? Uh, That's about it for now, I would say. Let's just uh, close up shop and go home. No. All I'm right. getting tired. They mean business, right, though, Hopper? You can tell. Yes. Yeah. They're going to fuck it, shit up. Yeah, it's it's actually really cool listening to them right here. They they mean business, and we're going to see business from them. It's it, There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. Barry Windham in the next match defeats Agent Steel. I don't have anything from it. Doc, did you? Yeah, I did. Um, I like the fact, and, and it's kind of the reverse of what we said, I think, last week or a couple weeks ago i like the fact that barry didn't use the claw to win because he didn't have to and we talked about the russian assassins putting the shit in their mask against jobbers and how that made them look weak so i like the fact he never they talked about the claw but they mentioned they even mentioned it. i think it was jr that said he didn't even have to use the claw to win this one just little things that help establish him as even more of a badass that's a good point i didn't even think about it Wow, yeah. you are intelligent sometimes. You see? Well, you know. I had a, I, I decided this week I was going to drink a couple of beers, and you know how that always helps me get clear in my head. So. Hopper, now he thinks he can book the territory. He's going to be the, the head yeah. writer for Wildcat. He's one of those people, yeah. <laughs> he's, he's one the, of those people. He, that fucking messaged me on Facebook at 2 in the morning. Why don't you bring in this guy because y'all can do this angle and I'm just saying, the fuck up, bro. All I'm doing, all I'm doing is sending you dirty memes. That's it. One of those people that finds Luke after the, after the show and is like, bro, you should bring in X, Y, and Z and do this, 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 and this on the next show. Yeah. Uh, All I can tell, all I can tell you is that if, and I don't know why. But I guarantee you that if Luke Hawks and I were in the same room for five minutes, he and I would want to kill each other. No, nah, I don't think so. You don't think so? You think he and I'd be cool? You don't think he and I would get into an argument over the largest arms? Oh, no. You haven't seen me. You, I Lately, you don't know how I've been getting swole up. Okay, Urkel. Uh, Sting defeats Jerry Price in the next match. But before that, uh, the, the idiot Jeez. producer needs to go to um, Barry Windham's promo. Right, Doc? Here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, this man is probably, without a doubt, the greatest United States heavyweight champion ever. Always in control in that ring. But can you control Sting? That's the question. Well, there's a couple points I want to make. Number one, you've... Uh, Made a very valid comment in that Barry Windham may well be, and in my opinion is, the greatest United States heavyweight champion of all time. And some great athletes have held this title. But more important, Barry Windham is a member of a very elite group 
the four horsemen of professional wrestling, the same as the world heavyweight champion, the nature boy, Ric Flair. Where the group goes from there is with us to decide. But more importantly is that the four horsemen will continue to dominate the world of professional wrestling. Now, Jim Cornette caused me considerable embarrassment in Philadelphia. Last week I kind of hinted that I might like to go back to Philadelphia and redeem myself, if you would, in front of the fans in Philadelphia. And believe me, I have a great following there, as do the rest of the horsemen. Well, I made it a point, Jim Cornette, to put my name on a contract and let's see what happens because I plan to come back to Philadelphia. I plan to redeem myself and it's going to be an embarrassing night for Mr. Jim Cornette when the time comes. All right, Barry Winner, what about Sting? This challenge, he says that he will get this championship belt from you. I'll tell you what, your friend Jim Ross, my biggest fan, made a comment to me the other day. He said, Barry, he said, you seem a little overconfident with this championship. Now, I didn't even have to say it. Here he is, right here. David Crockett said that I am the greatest United States heavyweight champion to date. I didn't say it, I didn't have to. But I will say that I will defend this championship against all comers, Sting included. Sting has come after this championship a number of times, and it goes without saying, the man right here said it all. I'm the greatest. All right, ladies and gentlemen, he's the greatest. So it made me wonder about this promo and why I wanted to play it. It's meat and potatoes. But I did wonder again, you know, like I'm listening to this. I'm like, man, what are they going to do about the horsemen? And I know that's what ends a, up happening. I'm just thinking right now, exactly like during, the, during the moment. My question is, because I haven't watched these in order in years. How long did they keep bringing up that this is the horseman before it dropped? See, that, that, that's why I said what I said. I was yeah. like, I guess we'll I, have to wait and see. Yeah, I don't remember, but like it, it just made me think about, oh, well, what's gonna happen with the horseman? And, and and here's the other thing I'm thinking. If I'm Jim Jimmy Crockett, I'm sitting in the back, and JJ said, "We will continue. We'll just see in what you know formation." And the, you hear the cheers. Mm. Oops, maybe shouldn't have let Arn and Tully go. Yeah, yeah. Well, you can't blame Arn and Tully either. No, they got lied to. Yeah, and they also got lied to by Vince, and that's how they end up coming back, which is ironic. But we'll get to that, I guess, in another year or so. Uh, Harper, do you have anything from it, or are you kind of same page as me and Doc? Yeah, I mean, as a kid, I would say, well, what the fuck are they going to do? What are they going to do? There's a good chance as a kid I hadn't figured it out yet because they have never once said Arn and Tully are gone. Yeah, but if you're and watching... You, and you wouldn't know that kind of shit unless somebody told you back then. Let's, well, you can... Go ahead. You can reverse try to be smart. Oh, I knew shit. Nah, we didn't know shit. Yeah, oh, I'm not... I'm not I'm not trying to reverse being smart. I was not a smart fan. I was not a fan of new... They could have come out there on Saturday night at 6.05 and told us the earth was flat and would have been like, well, shit. <laughs> I guess fucking my history te geography teacher's full of shit. Yeah, we didn't know somebody was gone and appearing somewhere else until it actually happened. It like, was like a dead. It was like a deadbeat dad. It just quit showing up. <laughs> that's <laughs> nice. You just kind of figure it out. After. You just figured it out. That's I'm saying nice. no, Harper. Remember, you and I have had this discussion. Remember when Flair, when when Bobby Heenan showed up on WWF TV with the freaking belt. 
for Flair's belt. And I remember watching that that day and was like, holy shit. Yeah, like that was like Bizarro World. Right. You, you were like, what the hell did I just see? And I remember because like. I used to wonder as a kid, who was the real world champion? Because, I mean, because they both called themselves the world champion. And these two wrestling companies never once mentioned each other. No, back, a, in, back in the 80s, they would have matches with like Backlund and Harley Race and Bockwinkle and Harley Race and those kinds of things. Yeah, but we're talking, Harper's talking about post that. We're talking about. Oh, yeah, I, I, know, I know, but here's the thing. If you didn't watch WWF, and be on, let's be honest, why would you? You wouldn't, they weren't going to tell you where Ric Flair was. You're just like, oh, maybe he's on vacation. Shit, here's my question. Where's Ricky Morton now? And then what, why did he come back without Gibson? They didn't say shit about them. Yeah. You did because you would watch it and then it was over and then you would go back to doing fucking whatever else. If you weren't related to Robert Gibson, you didn't know why he wasn't there. I agree. But the point I was trying to make about the belt with Flair, when Bobby Heenan showed up on WWF TV, like Harper said, I thought that was Bizarro World. And the point of the point we were both trying to make is none of us were smart fans, so we had no inkling of an idea when Rick left. That he was going there, or we didn't even know he was leaving. He just yeah. he, he just shows up. Well, Heenan shows up on TV with the belt, and I was like, "How the hell did that happen?" Like, it was Bizarro World. It it was truly Bizarro World, and I don't know. Was, I I think we be were like better off when Superman it was like that. Movie showing up like Captain America's shield, like whoa, 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 whoa. What? How the fuck did he get? That's that's fucking Marvel. How did he get the fucking Captain America's shield. Um, you know what? And we were better off like that with wrestling. We were, we absolutely. I enjoyed it more. Yeah. When we didn't know what was going on, we didn't know all this and that, and we didn't have the sources. I'm, I mean, we it was it was so much better. And that's the context where we try to when we man, review these, the we thing. talk about here's it. Here's the here's the thing, man. We took we took Latrell to Mavericks game couple weeks ago go see luca and at halftime they brought out this magician and he had this hot blonde as is you know the girl he cut up in the box and shit but he did his first trick and latrell looks at seven years old man it's different than when we were seven he looks at me and goes well that's how he did that trick and I was like, man, if I was seven years old, when I was seven years old, I would have been like, holy shit, that was awesome. Yeah. He cut a promo on every single trick. And then when they were done, he looked at me without without even any emotion and goes, the girl's the real super. Wait, the girl's the real star here, not that magician. He's just fat. See, this That's is a nice. problem. These kids are too woke now, bro. That's, That's right, man. That's I'm telling you, he was. He had him. He had it all figured out. And I'm like, I'm glad your brain is thinking that way, so that you don't get taken on the streets. But you're only seven, and that's kind of sad. Yeah. No. Huh. <laughs> Slow down, bro. You too. Enjoy life, man. You don't want to be woke this early, man. Trust me. Man, <laughs> let me real. tell you something. As a guy in his forties, when it goes, it goes. Yeah, man. <laughs> Shit's like a shooting guard in the NBA. When that shit goes, it's it's lightning fast. Yeah. We're, we're going to all be dead soon. 
Keeping back up with the show, we had Sting defeat Jerry Price, and then we had a Sting promo, which I had nothing yeah. from. God, he was, a, he, was Price. A, he was a disaster. Why do we love him so much? We did it. Child. We did it. Like I said, we weren't woke back then, man. Oh, no, here's the thing. Here's the thing. You could have told me the earth was flat, but I knew he sucked. No. Man, call Sting. I'm not going to mm-hmm. say that. Mm-hmm. I liked him. Now, yeah. the promos? Oh, God. Okay. Corny announces the Midnight Express, and the Midnight Express come out, and they defeat the Cruel Connection and Curtis Thompson, uh, one of the Can Cruel we, Connection members. I don't have a, t- a timestamp, but I would love to see the finish here. Well, I got a timestamp on something Corny says. Can I play that okay. for you? Oh, absolutely. Please, go ahead. All right, li- listen. He's ragging on the sheep herders here. Give it a second. It'll get to it. Here it is. Weirdos, those freaks, that little peahead Paul Ellering, let me tell you something. They have had umpteen chances. They've never held a U.S. title. They've never held a world tag title. We got both. That means they are nothing. I don't care what they say about being at the top of the heat. Brother, they can't beat the Midnight Express on their best day. I heard the sheep herders. Sheep herders making a lot of noise. Brother, let me tell you something about the sheep herders. Every time the sheep herders go to a mind reader, they get charged half price. They got a couple of screws loose, and they ain't going to beat the Midnight Express. <laughs> they get charged half price. you got to use that one in Wildcat. Yeah. This guy, this guy's so dumb when he goes to a mind reader, he gets charged Look half price. Look at that. That was it. That's the move I, I was it. looking at. Yeah, that was a, a good little, finish. little total elimination. That's bit, Yeah, that's exactly what it was. Innovative offense right there. Yeah. Pretty. And they didn't use and they didn't use the high flyer for it. I mean that Curtis Thompson is jacked. Dude, that dude's fucking huge. It's like yeah. he's he looks too good to be doing like job matches. Yeah. I mean this poor fucker here, yeah. That's perfect. That looked a lot safer than total elimination ever did though. Oh, yeah. total elimination was rough, man. I love total those elimination guys. total elimination was real rough. But any other thoughts before we go to Corny in the Midnight here, Doc? I, I think we should go to Corny in the Midnights, Doc. Corny got, some, Corny got some good stuff here. Here it is. Ladies and gentlemen, as you can tell, Jim Cornette and the Midnight Express are ready to take on the world. Let me tell you something. We are going to take on the world. We already have taken over the world. We're the world tag team champions, the hottest commodity in wrestling. The time in that Philadelphia Civic Center when beautiful Bobby came off that top rope, landed on Arn Anderson's head. It changed in that brief moment the entire face of professional wrestling. We beat the odds. We beat the system. We beat the unbeatable team. Tully Blanchard, Arn Anderson, what you beat was a hasty retreat, brother. And in that same self-same instant, beautiful Bobby and Sweet Stan became recognized. We got the proof, brother. It ain't bragging. It's fact. We're the number one tag team in professional wrestling. You want to talk about diversity club, brother? Rick Steiner won a letter in football. Had to have somebody read it to him. You want to talk about Mike Rotundo? He loved school. High school was the happiest nine years of Mike Rotundo's life. But let me tell you something, varsity club and that little troll, Kevin Sullivan, don't come after us, brother, because we'll put you in the ground like a stake and make you two feet tall instead of the four feet six you are right now, Sullivan. Let me tell you something else while we're at it. 
Dusty Rhodes and any of his super partners, you're more than welcome to try. Already talked about the Fantastics. Already talked about the Road Warriors. Already talked about those sheep shearing sheep herders. I'll give you something to shear, brother. The Midnight Express. If you can clip their wings, you're doing something because we're the hottest thing going today, like it's been so often said. And J.J. Dillon, the 1988 poster boy for Alzheimer's disease, I heard you say that you're going to redeem yourself at my expense. Well, brother, the only thing J.J. Dillon is going to redeem is going to be some of those SNH green stamps he's been saving up. Get him a lawn chair for his old age, which began in 1957. So, J.J. Dillon, you are a victim of sour grapes, brother. You're a sore loser, just like all the losers are. But when it comes to the Midnight Express, that's all we wrestle as losers, because can't nobody beat us. This is unheard of. This has never before been done, never before even been attempted. All these championships, all these honors, and all these accolades, and whether you like the Midnight Express or not, the one thing you, yeah, you love the Midnight Express, well, we love the Midnight Express too, and we don't care who else does, because we're out for ourselves, and we're out for one thing only, and that's to keep this glory, and whether you like it or not, you've now got to admit, what I've been saying all along is the truth, because we got the proof, we're the number one tag team in professional wrestling, and everybody else is playing catch up now. It's been too long, David Crockett, since we started saying that we were the best, that everybody's been doubting us. Everybody's been saying, Cornette, you're just going off. It ain't true. Well, now, finally, no matter where you are in the world, even your little pea brain, David Crockett, and that little weasel face of yours has to admit that we are the best of all time. We are number one. We're on top of the heap, and the only thing that's going to make it even sweeter, maybe, is when we get all these commercials and all these endorsements that are coming up. And all, most of all, when we go home and my mother says, Jimmy, you done a good job. And Bobby and Stan, I always knew you could do it. My mother being proud of me, that's going to be the best thing. Whoa! I'm gonna kiss I'm gonna kiss All right, Doc, what you got from Bro, Crockett? He gave, he gave Crockett the Tony Schiavanto kiss on the lips. Man, <laughs> let's, don't, let's don't gloss over that, though. Corny was on every single body's ass scoreboard and everybody cutting promos on everybody how great was that yeah he he was he was on it man he was god the crowd loved him i mean he's been going at it throughout the match and then he cut a promo on everybody afterwards that he didn't cut a promo during the match and he didn't come up for air which he never does (laughs) And then he that tried was to. Tremendous. Then he tried to tongue punch Crockett. That's okay. nice. Come on. I didn't say his fart box. I just said tongue punch him. It, mm. Circle, circle, dot, dot. What did you say, Hopper, a few yeah. weeks ago? Circle, circle. Come on, y'all know how it works. What? Tell us again. Circle, 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 dot, dot. Look. Uh, 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 uh. That, I'm doing it right now. That's that's what you really do, huh? Yeah. Is that uh, the uh, only? T- uh, uh. Is that the only technique? No, they got more, but like, but that's like the international spot of eating ass. You got to, you got circle, circle, dot, dot. Uh, 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 uh. When's the last dot, time you circle, dot? When's the last time you snacked on some ass, Harper? I mean, what day is it? 
That's real, <laughs> That's real classy. I'd be not more ass than prostate cancer. <laughs> what? Wait, <laughs> wait a minute. What? <laughs> Pro- <laughs> prostate cancer. Prostate cancer only eats out men's asses. No, man. Really? <laughs> oh fuck! <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> prostates are like the South End Adam's apple. There's, it's only a guy thing. Oh well, then, well then, yeah. What the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Thoughts and prayers, dog. So, 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 uh, women don't have prostates. No. Oh, well, there you go. Just learn something new. So you want to revise your statement? Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I hope so. You've eaten out more ass than you've eaten out uh, more ass than uh, toilet paper or wet I've wipes. Eaten out more ass than uh, truck stop toilet paper. <laughs> oh, all right, Doc. You That's get anything? <laughs> no, I'm gonna steer clear of that one. Yeah, I bet you would. Hopper, you got anything from Cornette right there in the midnight? No, man. I forgot. Yeah. Isn't that crazy how they barely, he, how they're just faces now? And they barely, he's, the promo was still the same. Back then, you could make people believe anything just by saying it was so. Yeah. You know, he's basically like, he's basically just, it's basically a series of ribs in his promo. Yeah, I mean, the gimmick hasn't changed. It's not like right. he, it's, he didn't turn face. Yeah. I, no, I, no, brother, we did it. It was airtight. No, you know what it is, too? Like, I think the fact that, you know, Tully and Arn, especially Arn, was, were cutting those scathing promos on, on them. Like, that made them more sympathetic, too, in a way. And as much as Arm was like the cool heel and Rick, I mean Rick gets cheered, obviously, but I think I think that has something to do with it too, which goes back to Arm's point. If they could have did that for a year and just not a few weeks, like they did, they had money. Like you oh, think yeah. about how much money they leave on the table, Doc. Right, oh, with, with that few not not continuing because they Multi- left multiples of the money that ROH left on the table with Jay Briscoe and Jay Lethal. I, I agree. All right, we'll keep going. We got Luger up next. Uh, let's let's go to that right now. Here it is with, in his wife, Peter. One admits that Ric Flair, the world heavyweight champion, is the greatest world heavyweight champion ever. But can he withstand the challenge of the total package, Lex Luger? Well, first of all, Dave, I'd like to say that uh, you know Jim Cornette's a very witty guy. He's full of one-liners. It's like he was doing a David Letterman audition out here. Jim Cornette, you got a very sharp wit. But the bottom line is this. Your men are world tag team champions. That puts you on top. There's only one way to go from there. And let me tell you something. There's a lot of great tag teams on the horizons. There's a lot of established ones. You've got the real warriors to deal with. You've got the Fantastics. You've got a lot of new ones up and coming on the horizon. The proof in the pudding will be how long those world tag team belts stay around your waist. Not how many one-liners or how much wit you display on TV. But you have done me one favor. You have shown that the invincibility, that air, 
of arrogance that surrounds the four horsemen is starting to crumble. Because you see, Arantoli were world tag team champions, but they are no more. So I thank you for that. And Nature Boy, there's somebody else in your camp named Barry Windham. And the Stinger is hot and heavy after Barry Windham. And let me tell you, I know Stinger very well. He's a close personal friend of mine, as well as tremendous athlete and a great competitor. And Barry Windham, you come out here with your arrogance that all the horsemen have, and a lot of people love that arrogance. Say, boy, isn't that great? But Barry Windham, mark my words. The Stinger is trouble for you, he's trouble for your belt, and he won't stop till he gets what he wants. And now we come around to the great world champion himself, Nature Boy, Ric Flair. You know, Nature Boy, you're a super dresser. You got all the experience in the world. When I go in that ring with Ric Flair, he knows every single inch of that ring. He knows where the ropes are at all times. He is a tremendous athlete, as displayed by being a fine world champion for six years now, a five-time world champion. Nobody can take that away from Ric Flair. He has made millions and millions of dollars. He's got so many cars, so many houses, so many things, you can't even keep up with it. But Ric Flair, you know what? That makes me all the hungrier, because I don't have those things, and I want those things. There's a lot of people out here and across this country, Ric Flair, who've shown arenas that they believe in Lex Luger, the total package, and they believe that I can beat you. And that's your boy. I know deep down in my heart that I'm not going to disappoint them. I'm not going to let myself down. I want stronger and bigger than ever, that I want to be the next World Heavyweight Champion. I will not rest until I am the next world's heavyweight champion. Ric Flair, enjoy walking that aisle. Well, you can still call yourself champion because the total pact is coming after you. All right, ladies and gentlemen. When mm, pretty good, Doc. What do you think? I think this is the promo that says Luger is finally the top babyface. Okay. Well, the reason I say that is he didn't go out there and just cut a promo on how he was going to beat Rick. Whether you like him in promos, and I'm not the biggest fan or not, he went out there and did a decent enough job of trying to get everybody over, kind of like Rick does on his side. So he talked about Sting, and he talked about Jim Cornette, and he was sticking up for the baby faces. And so I think that was a really interesting moment where Luger is the lightning rod officially because he cut the promo that Dusty used to cut. Yeah, when he brings everybody up. Yep. That's a good point because he talked about Cornette with the one-liners and, and he, you know, he did. He went around the bend. He he, he really did. And, that, and, and that's a different... That's a whole different skill and an ask of a performer to go out and get everybody over than it is to just go out and get yourself over, right? Yeah, and that's the longest promo I think he's ever done. And his shirt stayed on, and, and he didn't flex. He didn't sweat too much, and I don't think that's a wife beater, like you said. That's just a tank top. Yeah. Okay. But, well, thank you for correcting me. You're always wrong on everything, but you got to correct me on, on a... a... Oh, whatever. What? What? Whatever. What? 
what? Here's here's the thing, everybody. I saw y'all talking on Twitter how Mike likes to no sell everything. He yeah. was ready to no sell if Clemson won. I, I he had already told me, but uh, <laughs> I I can always get Mike hot. I know how to push his little buttons. I know how to push his little prostate. I bet you do. <laughs> what is it? Two dots. Two dots. Two dots in a circle. What is What's it? it? You... Circle, circle, dot, dot. Yeah. Uh, there you uh, go. Uh, uh. That's. Is that how you got your job on this show? That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Harper, you got any thoughts on Lex Luger after Doc's comment? I mean, that's the longest one he's ever done. And he kept his fucking shirt on and he didn't flex. It, it, it was something different from him. I don't mean to correct you, but he, he's gone longer, but it hasn't been good. Has he? Yeah, there's been a there's been a bunch of times where he goes because that was actually. Did you, you see how he did that though? I don't mean to correct you, but here's where you're wrong. Yeah, what an asshole! Just like the prostate thing. Yep. <laughs> I didn't correct you on the prostate thing. I that think was it done. was you. You're the one that was going. <laughs> you were like, boys have a penis, girls have a vagina. Okay. All right. Doc, any thoughts on the Fantastics uh, defeating Mike hey, Justice I, and Joe Griffin not, right there? Not the match, but I do want to say that I saw on Twitter this week that uh, Bobby Fulton finished his first radiation treatment, so we're all pulling for Bobby that, uh, you know, he uh, defeats the Big C, right? Yeah. Him, Tracy, everybody. Tracy. Go beat the Big C. Yeah, I thought the Fantastics looked good here, though. They did. They did. Uh, we got Nikita, who defeats Eddie Sweat. Up next. Look at this asshole. Boy. Eddie, Eddie Sweat looks like the... Dude, that guy looks like he has a ton of dad jokes for you. Hopper, oh. did you God. say look at this asshole because how he put that headlock on? Yes. Look he, at his he, fucking feet. Bro. Look how he's standing. He is... I, I don't like sounding like I know stuff. So I'm going to let well, Hopper explain why uh, this guy... Why this guy is... is totally wrong. It's so fucked up. He's basically telling Nikita to 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 belly to back him. Yeah. By standing like that. But he's not but Nikita doesn't do it. And then when Nikita shoots him off or pushes him into the ropes, you can tell it's like oh the guy's God. discombobulated. He's so fucked Fuck up. This shit. <laughs> Look at him hit the rope. God, look at that. He does look like a fucking dad joke guy. He he's looks the guy like, like on the, the fucking 80s sitcom, the guy from next door that like comes over. It's like, hey, you want to come over and watch a big game tomorrow? Got a case of beer. <laughs> Watching, He's wearing rustler jeans. Yeah, and he's drinking fucking Budweiser. He's the guy, he's a guy that's like a high school history teacher that's going to Lecture all these kids on what are successful adults like when he's making twenty eight five down at the high school. Stop slandering teachers, Doc. Yeah. Teachers, most teachers deserve way more than they get. That guy, not so much. Oh boy, Harper. Yeah, Harper doesn't good. like this dude. This match. Fuck this guy. Okay, uh, but Nikita defeats him. Yeah, you got any, uh, Doc? Did you have anything else from it? I don't think so. Nikita cuts a promo after. I've got nothing from that. I'm just, I Bruh. don't even listen. It was so bad. Yeah. I just don't listen to them anymore. I just don't because they make me angry. Do you fast forward through them? Yeah. 
I hit the 10 seconds forward button so that I can go up three seconds at a time. <laughs> because it freezes. I'd yeah, rather it I, I'd rather do that than listen to the him cut promos. Well, I don't know if I can really blame you. Oh um, no! Yes, Magnum. Well, after Nikita's promo, we go to a segment called "Straight Talk with the Boss." Magnum TA as he interviews Nikita. I'm sorry, Ivan. And this is pretty good, so I want to play it. Let's listen to what Ivan Koloff has to say. Is Ivan is looking very 1985-ish right here with his bandages on his head and his and his nicks all across his face like he was in a, a brutal chain match recently. Uh, here, here it is. Let's go to it. Welcome to Straight Talk with the Boss. I'm Magnum TA, and today I'm joined with a man by the name of Ivan Koloff, a man who is truly in the hot seat of professional wrestling because there's a great deal of controversy surrounding you. Now, what I'm talking about is all these incidences surrounding Paul Jones and his powers of pain. I've talked to him, and the man has now said on more than one occasion that all of the fault with his team this summer fell on one man's shoulders. He is saying that Ivan Koloff, a man who I have competed against, a man who I watched mold the career of Nikita Koloff, a man who has been tag team partners, champion of the world, was at fault and he was the weak link. What does Ivan Koloff say about that? First of all, Magnum TA, I want to say something to you. I've waited a long time to tell you this. We've had our differences over the years. But I've always respected you, not only as a wrestler, an athlete, but as a man, a person. You have a heart bigger than all outdoors. That is why the people love you. That is why you amplify what the people call you, the boss. And boss, I'd like to shake your hand now. Thank you, Adam. Answer to your question about the assassins and Paul Jones. I've always been a proud man, a proud Russian, a proud wrestler. And there's people that do things for different reasons in this world, whether it is for glory, political reasons, or out of greed. And you, Paul Jones, is out of greed. You're a selfish, treacherous man. You will stoop to any level to accomplish your goals. And what you have done in the past, not only to me, but to the other wrestlers, to the other people, you step on anyone and everyone. And it's going to come to an end. You say you hired Koloff to do a job and that I fail, that I'm a loser, that I'm a coward. I'm not the one that made the mistakes, Paul Jones. It is you that made the mistakes. Yes, I'm a man with principles and I know what my commitments are. Well, Ivan, we all understand that. But the question on my mind, and I'm sure all the fans out in the world today, they want to know what is going to happen now with nephew Nikita and Uncle Ivan. As you know, Magnum TA, and everybody know, I'm from old school, from old Russia. I'm very proud in my principles. Nikita, he is from new generation, new Russia, you might say, a new era. I bring him to this country, and he has turned out to be the greatest athlete ever. He has well, I, 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 I understand that, I understand that, but there is now not one Russian assassin, but two Russian assassins, and you've got to think about that and how you're going to handle both of those men. You know, boss, I have searched down deep in my soul these last couple weeks, and I have done a lot of things wrong in the past. I know this, but I don't make apologies, excuses, or ask forgiveness from anyone. No, Paul Jones, not you, you weasel. 
I am coming after you, Paul Jones. I will fight my own fights, my own battles. Assassins or no assassins, they are like you. I never wanted your money. I thought we had a mutual respect, a mutual goal to get world tag team titles. Well, now I am directing my energies. My commitment is to come after you, Paul Jones, for what you are. All right, words from Ivan Cole. They cut it off, but I thought Ivan was excellent there. Doc, what did you have? Yeah, I thought he was too, and it really did add to it that he had the bandage on his head and the cuts on his face. Um, so we used to call we're we're calling Magnum TA the boss. Did we used to do that? Yeah, I mean they used to call him that, but yeah, I, I mean not too often. Okay. Yeah, David Crockett used to say it all the time when he would when he would win those matches real quick in the studio. He would like right before he called them in to do an interview, he'd be like the the boss. Like he would always say that. Like I don't. They, Crockett would say it. I don't know if anybody else would really say it a lot, but Harper's right. They they would say it. This is that that's not new. Okay. What ifs, dude? I drink a lot. I can't be expected to remember shit. I just thought Ivan was so good. God, he was he, great, man. Like the believability right there from him as he talks about how much he respect he's like he tells magnum he respects him he appreciated him as a wrestler and then he goes off and he's talking about the difference between himself and nikita and how he's going to deal with paul jones and the russian assassins i mean there wasn't anything like there wasn't no nothing like i'm gonna deal with you know i'm gonna hang you by your balls and deal with you old country way and in siberia but he just was excellent right there harper did you have anything else from it It, it's he's He's he was a great heel and now he's a great face. I agree. There's believable. Yeah. No matter heel or face, believable. Completely believable. And Doc Go ahead, go ahead, Hopper. And here's Doctor Death with another different tag team partner. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> the fuck? Hopper is talking about Doctor Death and Brad Armstrong who defeat Terry Jones <laughs> and Keith Steinboard. Uh, Harper, what else you got to say about Dr. Death having a different it's, tag partner? He had Nikita. Then it mm-hmm. was Ricky Morton. Mm-hmm. Now it's Brad Armstrong. Everything what, was airtight back then, months. brother. Fuck that, bro. Why didn't they just tag Brad Armstrong and Ricky Morton together? That would have made more fucking sense. No shit. Everything was airtight back then, brother. We didn't have, We didn't have holes in anything, brother. Well, y'all were, y'all were roided up and drugged up and drunk, and there were holes in everything. I, it was entertaining. I'm just saying. <laughs> don't don't insult our heroes, man. Oh, all right, there's Doc. A re- you know, there's a there's a reason they all died young. Oh, that's come nice. on, that's fucked up. Well, our baby face team are both dead. What are you talking about? Our baby face team in the ring right here yeah. both died in the, what their fifties. Oh, I, I, okay. I, when you said our baby, well, come on. But I mean, Doctor Death had cancer. Carl, you can't. Yeah. I mean, you you sound like a real asshole right now. You, you realize what that? kind of cancer did he get? Didn't he have throat cancer? I thought it was throat cancer. Yeah. How do y'all get that? Well, see, cancer cells grow in your throat, and then they because well, that's what. Uh... Bobby Heenan had throat cancer. 
I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know if Dr. Death smoked and dipped or anything. I mean, that could be a contributor to it, but dude, they got people who get many different forms of cancer and it's just unexplainable. So I don't know, but you're right. Heenan had it, man. Poor Bobby Heenan. God, what it did to him at the, oh, that was terrible. Yeah. Here's the thing. Dr. Death's not a tag team guy. How about that? Yeah, no way. He was with Ted DiBiase in Mid-South. Didn't work. Uh, I'm not going to say that. I will. No, you ain't never seen it, but you're going to say that. I ain't never seen it. Go ahead. Tell, tell me you saw it. Tell me you saw it. You don't know what I've seen. He ain't seen it, y'all. He's full of bullshit. Yeah, he ain't he just, seen it, yo. He's spouting hey. off at the mouth again, just like he does with everything, just like he does with the Cowboys and everything. He's spouting off at the mouth. Don't believe anything he's saying. All right, Doc, you got anything else from that match? No, I don't have a damn thing, motherfucker. <laughs> okay. Let's go to Ric Flair, Hopper. He's up next. Here it is. All right. The greatest world champion ever. And that is the nature boy, Ric Flair, one of the horsemen. Booze, cheers. Uh, Ric, some like you, some hate you. Well, you know, I've got to take this opportunity to tell the wrestling fans that are out there by the millions right now that Lex Luger walked out here tonight and he really made an impression on the world's heavyweight champion. Bottom line, Ric Flair, the best wrestler of all time. But in your eyes, I reiterate, whether you like it or not, <laughs> I'm your world's heavyweight wrestling champion, and you've got to listen up because I'm the star of the show. Luger, you said I got a big house? Well, that's plural. I got big houses. <laughs> I got condominiums. I got cars like women all over the countryside. But the one thing you didn't tell me about is that big yacht. <laughs> my favorite, that big boat, my pride and joy. You know I like women. Well, women like boats, Ric Flair aims to please. <laughs> Unlike the road warriors who walk out here and talk about doom, talk about death to their opponents, talk about their awesome physiques, and tremendous power, I am a man with a slow hand. Yeah. I am style, I am grace, I am luxury personified. If you want to see me naked, it costs you 20 bucks ringside what? around the world. <laughs> then you see the greatest wrestling machine of all time. If you want to see me in a custom-made silk coat, in the big Rolex, in the bigger pinky ring, then you watch the Superstation because we represent the greatest nucleus of stars of stars on television today we are real life we are alligator shoes we are mercedes-benz we are long limousines 
We are millionaires, all of us, because we are the best athletes in all of professional sports. Football players, God bless them, but how many of them look like Ric Flair? Huh? I mean, really, huh? Baseball players, a dime a dozen. Great wrestlers, a handful. To be a world champion, just one. No teammates, just the God-given ability that makes me the very best. The bottom line being Lex Luger, ha, whether you like it or don't like it, learn to love it because it's the best thing going today. And it is the World Heavyweight Champion, Ric Flair. Listen, when we come back, six-man tag team action with the Varsity Club. Rick's out there scoreboarding. Doc, what do you have from it? Well, back to our earlier discussion, when he said that they were all millionaires, I would have walked out of there going, they're all millionaires. I, 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 I definitely think each one of them has a million dollars in the bank. That's the kind of shit I would have believed back then. Um, dude, it's always great when professional wrestlers start scoreboarding shoot sports and just football players okay that's great and all but you ain't us what was the naked line yeah what fuck was that about you paid 20 I mean, bucks you can see him naked shit, well, show up show up on my street saturday nights after i've had enough beer you can just see me naked out in the cold sack for no reason wah 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 he said if you want to see him naked buy a 20 dollar ringside seat that was pretty damn good that was that was but he's not a- but he's not naked well, you know, maybe if you look good enough, you'll get to see him naked at the Marriott after. Oh. That's exactly what I thought he was about to say the first time I watched this was. <laughs> he's about to say, if you want to see me naked, I'm in room 688 at the Marriott. That would have been great. How many people would have went knocking on that fucking door? All of them. <laughs> Do you realize he, he would literally advertise... Like when they were on Saturday night, sometimes you're like, we're going to be in Boston and we're going to be at the Marriott after. And he's like, just, just creating a commercial for himself and the horsemen where they're going to be after the matches and to show up for the ladies to show up. And the funny part was, I think I've heard, I think I've heard either him or others tell the story about how his wife, his wife at the time was like, what are you doing? And he was like, "Oh no, honey, you know it's just, it's just, I'm just working, you know. It's just, just a thing to say." And but his dude, he wasn't working. He was, he was shooting. Meet up. He was working. He was working, but he was working the wife. Well, yeah. yeah, that's true too. But like, that's just awesome. Come on, man. Ah. but that was some good stuff. Harper, you it's, have anything else? It's just wrestling, baby. Come on. <laughs> it's exactly you know- what he told her. You know none of this stuff is real. Yeah. <laughs> Baby, we just we're just out there working, you know, we're just working. We're trying to put people in a building, you know, all that's it. And then meanwhile he's got some broad named Karen or Becky bent over breaking a headboard in the Marriott's across the United States. Come on, come, come on. That's nice. What? Tell hey, me where probably. I lied. What do you think about pink pinky rings, Harper? Pinky rings? No. Yeah. Uh, no. I never trust 
I never trust a dude who's wearing more than if he's married a wedding ring. Dude, I don't. It's yeah, a wedding ring or maybe maybe a class ring. No, you know? no, no, no. A class ring's uh, all right. It's yeah, like for your college. You ever wear yours? No, I, I don't. I don't no, wear. It. I I didn't get one. I don't. So. Well, I was about to say that I don't even. I don't even have one. <laughs> I didn't get right. one, but I would. I mean. I, I don't see a problem with people wearing them. I mean, why not? But but you're an adult man in your 50s, and you're wearing more rings than you have to by law. What's wrong with you, man? By you're law? That, man. <laughs> the law of your marriage that says your broad's like, I need you to wear that ring out. Look, I'm not knocking anybody wearing or wearing more, you know, more than their wedding ring. That shit just ain't for me. If that's what you want to yeah, do, either, knock bro. yourself out, bro. That's your yeah, fingers and your that. life. A fucking pinky ring. That's some I trash just, bag shit. I just don't. <laughs> I just don't like jewelry in general. I, that's just yeah, right. I don't, either, bro. Right. I don't I, like no fucking jewelry. No, I ain't no necklace. I never got no. my ears pierced. Nothing. None of that shit. I don't make out with dudes. <laughs> I, I, didn't, I didn't. I didn't wear a watch till I got a fucking Fitbit a year ago. Doc cut a promo on a certain podcaster one time that was advertising timepieces. I don't want to say anything else. He's like, you got to be a special kind of, what did you say? You got to be a special kind of mark to pay 3000 for a watch. What the hell's wrong with you? Yeah. Man, I barely want to pay money for fucking food. I, <laughs> I'm not I mean, don't to... get me wrong, dude. If I was fucking straight balling, I would buy a fucking Rolex. Uh, there you go. Like if I was like you fucking won the lottery just to piss people off, because that's the main thing it does, just See, to piss people off. You need to keep going to that shoot job just a little bit longer, because Mike and I would win the lottery just so we don't have to go back to the shoot job, and yeah. everything else is negotiable after that. I tell you, like I would like do that just to piss people off. I go buy a fucking new Jaguar. Who are you going to stop? I don't do shit to piss anybody off. I love pissing people off. <laughs> Who cares? I do. I I'm love. Trying to, I'm trying to make money and then keep that money. I love I told pissing you. people off more than fucking anything. I told you what he does, man. He's a natural born heel. No, it's not just that. He goes on Facebook. This is a shoot. This is a 100% shoot. He goes on Facebook and he starts wars with people sometimes. He'll throw his brick and he runs and then he gets people at odds and then he ducks out of the conversation while these assholes are, they got worked into a shoot and Harper's laughing at him. Yeah. He'll go on and he's like, I just do it just to get a rise out of him. And they're all serious. I do it all and he's the time, bro. I do it at work. It must Oh God, yeah. No, I go love ahead. Fucking with people. It must be nice to have all that free time. I love <laughs> fucking with people. I do it all the fucking time, bro. All the what, fucking what time. What did I, What did I tell you before we got on the before he joined us, Harper? I said you were the kid in in school that was the it was the class clown, but the teachers knew you had some intelligence, so they were always still trying to reach you. Because they thought they could turn you around and make something out of you. It's like, nah, bro. I'm going to be a wrestler. <laughs> That's pretty close to what we just said. 
<laughs> All right, let's keep this show moving because well, we're about to wrap things up. They do go to a Rotunda, Steiner, and Sullivan six-man match where they defeat Randy Malky, Bruce Hollis, and Gary Royal. We then go to uh, Al Perez, who defeats Max MacGyver. And then there is a Gary Hart, Kevin Sullivan, and Al Perez promo. It's pretty meat and potatoes. It wasn't uh, too, anything scathing. Uh, so I'm going to keep rolling. Uh, we you, didn't get... you know who Gary Hart looks like? Gary Hart? You. No, that guy that I used to... Uh, what's that? The Mad Money guy that would scream at the TV about the stock market? Jim Cramer? Yeah. Don't you kind of look like him? He's got his shirt rolled up. No. No? How's your, four, how's, your four, how's your 401k doing, Harper? Oh, it's doing great. <laughs> how's yours doing, Doc? Mine's blowing up, man. I'm rich. Okay. <laughs> <All right. laughs> okay. Let me tell you, dude. I take financial advice from anybody on this call, uh, on this show. Oh, man. Doc's man, a doctor. I'm... That's the only reason why he's got a little bit of money. What, Doc, one thing. One thing, because the, the Patreon video is going to cut off. If you okay. There won't be a part two of our Patreon video. If you want to know how we rate this episode, uh, you'll have to download the entire show on the free feed. Go ahead, Doc. What were you about to say? I was just going to say that, man, for a supposed smart guy, if I ever want to feel dumb, I open up my 401k and start looking at all these different things I can invest in. I'm like, uh, 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 and then I just close it. <laughs> and I'm like, but and then I go, but that's my retirement. I should probably get smart on this stuff. Okay, I never do. Hey, man, I'm telling. Here's your PS. Here's your PSA for everybody out there. Mike's gonna back me up on this. Put as much money as you can in your 401k if you got one at your shoot job. Well, it, it kind of depends too on what your company that you work for how they handle it. If they're matching money, you need That's to get that money. Yeah, yeah. If you're co- here, here's the thing. I, I don't know what to do with that money once you get it. But all I'm gonna say is, <laughs> if they're matching, if they're matching that money, you need to get that money. It is kind of like free money, but you're gonna pay taxes back on it too when you cash it out one day. I'll, I'm gonna die. I'm gonna yeah. save all this money for years for retirement. I'll never have my fucking. Well, LaFonda La is gonna have a blast with that. Right. Money. My liver's just gonna fall out one day, and I'm gonna keel over. Dude, Hopper, he's gonna, his liver's gonna fall out. He's gonna die, and she's gonna blow all of it within a year's time. She's turning, gonna go to She's gonna be bed. old and turning tricks down on the street. That's nice. That's Giving classic. fucking toothless blowjobs because they're no, gonna take her dentures out. Fucking. She's gonna go to Bed Bath and Beyond and go fucking crazy. <sighs> just depressed him. Or fucking uh, Hobby Lobby, maybe. She goes to Hobby Lobby? Nah. Dude, you ever been in there? Jesus Christ. It's like a Lifetime movie <laughs> fucking in that place. How do you know this, Hopper? You don't even know. Yeah, I would go in there. Did you go buy some glitter there one day, or what? what's up? Nah, they got, I mean, they got some uh, like cool like man cave stuff as well. No, no they don't. They got, Come like, the on. metal tins, like, like those, like, metal tin signs of all kinds of shit. I have never set foot in a Hobby Lobby. You'd be surprised. I would not. I, I've been I in... Shit I've, there. I've been in one, but I don't... It felt like a broad-type place. You know what oh, my, yeah. 
You know what my hobby is? Watching re- watching classic wrestling and talking about it. So I can't do that there. So I'm going to stay here. That's nice. All right. Look at this, look at this asshole. Well, this that's Paul Jones. You got to stop. All right. Uh, so there's a match at who's, the end. Of- who's got the cocaine? Who's got the cocaine? What? Nothing. Uh. We go to the Russian Assassin 1 and 2. They defeat Italian Stallion and Max Miles. Again, the Russian Assassin, one of them, loads the mask, and they're, they're loading the mask to beat the enhancement talent. Doc, you got any thoughts about that? That's weak. Hopper, you? No. Fucking Paul Jones. And then we go to Paul Jones and the Russian Assassins cutting a promo at the very end of the episode. Basically, here's what happens. Uh, Jones goes on for a little bit and then Crockett cuts him off and says, we got to go. And the credits run. And that's how the show goes off air, which leaves us to where we now need to rate this thing and give out some Rolexes. Before we do so, I want to remind everyone, if you haven't already become one, become a patron at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. That's tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. Tons of Patreon exclusive episodes are there. The Jim Crockett Promotions pay-per-views, Clash of the Champions that we've done so far, ECW shows, the World Class shows, the video reviews of all of these episodes as well are up on our Patreon feed at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. For example... Uh, the Smoky Mountain show that Doc and I are just doing now due to Harper's new shoot job. Like, yeah. you know, that show drops on Sunday nights usually. Well, the video version of it goes up on Friday night. So not only do you get the show a little early, but you get the video version of it as well. So there you have it. Become a patron at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. All right. We got to rate this thing or give out some Rolex. Which one are we going to do first, Doc? We're going to uh, I'll let you choose. I, I just want to say first. You and I cut four Smoky Mountains last week. Jesus in one, Christ. In one morning. And we were rolling, too, man. But at the end, he's like, I don't want to do the last one. I was like, come on, let's go, bro. I'm refreshed. It wasn't well, as we, bad as people think. No, it really wasn't. And we're, we're getting close to the end, man. Well, it wasn't it's, as bad as people think because when you only when it's only two of us, you naturally get through quicker because you're not getting the viewpoint of three people. And then there were a couple of those episodes where there was, we're getting to the point where it's replays. Um, and I mean, like one of them was like 40, two of them were like 38 and 40 minutes. And then, so, I mean, it wasn't like, they weren't long episodes. So it wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't bad doing four, but I don't know. Go ahead, doc. What are you saying? Well, my point here is once we get that off our plates, we're free to do what we want to do. So I think we can do some more top fives and, pop culture and have Harper yeah. tell us about his turtle tank smell and whether or not it what? was the turtle, the turtle or the girl, you know, just <laughs> that's nice. A big favorite has always been the, you know, the worst place you took a shit episode. Dude, that episode, I listened back to it about a week ago. That episode is tremendous. talking about go ahead well my worst place to take a shit was on a ferry boat going down the mississippi river i got a story (laughs) (laughs) this is this is chica the the fucking spice girl we're sitting at the bar one night and i was telling if we had this same conversation and she was talking about the worst place that she ever took a shit. 
this is what she tells me. When she first got married, back when she was married a million years ago, she was at the ferry, right? I mean, she was at a uh, a railroad crossing, and she had a fucking van, and she had to take a shit so bad, right? And she's trying to get home, and she had small children, and so she'll keep one of those little garbage cans like you have in your bathroom, so when they get all, you know, pick up their fucking trash, and she just squatted, right? She she fucking put the garbage can b- between the seat, because it was like 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 a van van, like with the captain's seats, not like a Dodge Caravan. Like a big full-size van. And she said she put the garbage can between those captain seats and just fucking squatted right there in, in the fucking garbage can. And I was like, that's fucking great. That's fucking great. I was planning to lick there later. Yeah. You know how many times I licked that? And I gotta hear this shit? <laughs> All right, so if you're wondering what the if you if you've been on the fence about becoming a patron, just know that there's a little preview of something we've never heard before, but that the kind of shenanigans that go on behind the paywall. Good, good job, good job, Harper. That was an effective sales pitch. Wonder if it like the, I, I gotta go. You just like squat between those two captains. Seats she right should have. She should have sprinkled some spices over it to cover up. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Be like a cat in a litter box. Yeah. Like your feet. <laughs> oh my god! I got I got tears in my eyes. <laughs> Holy shit! Oh, my, t- oh my chest hurts. <laughs> oh boy, what the hell is wrong with us? Hey, when you gotta yeah. go, you gotta go, bro. That's, that's true, <laughs> dude. That's I know exactly what kind of little trash can he's talking about. Exactly, and I can envision this freaking girl. Putting that sunbuck between the two captain seats in the front row. Was it in the middle row or the front? No, like she was in, she put it between like, you know, like the front seats were the big captain seats because it was like a van van. And she just squatted down. Dropped a foot long deuce that curled around and around. (laughs) Were the kids in the car hopping? No, no, no. She was by herself. She was trying to. She was trying to race home to fucking take a shit. Then a, 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 a fucking train showed up. The ding, 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 ding. And she was like, fuck, fuck, fuck. What am I going to do? And she just grabbed that garbage can and just squatted between those two captain seats. And it, was just one of those, it was one of those 150 <laughs> car trains. And she's like, man, yeah. I'm not going to make it. And then, <laughs> the thing is, there were cars all around her. And she dropped a big old curly long 12-inch deuce. In a plastic garbage can. Yeah. God, I bet that son of a gun reeked on the way home. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, bro. Like, people don't understand. Modern plumbing makes taking a shit not that big of a deal. You flush that sunbuck, you put a little spray in the air, light a goddamn candle, and it's all good. You can just walk around your house. Man, you drop a big, a human being drops a big old deuce in a garbage can, and she's sitting there with cars around her. That yeah. thing was sitting in there marinating in that van. <laughs> Stinking. <laughs> no, I'm not lying. 
No, uh, fuck it. God! And she's don't telling what? you that, and don't the only what? thing you're thinking is, I'm sitting there, I done tongue-parted that, tongue-punched that yeah. fart box a few circle, times. Circle, dot, dot, dog. <laughs> wow, that's nice. Uh, mm. We still haven't rated this thing or given out a Rolex because Hopper had a story. What do you have, Doc? Let, let let's we got to get rolling. What you got? Yeah, it was an hour long. That's always good. Um, not the best show across the board, but not the worst either. And when you're not the best and you're not the worst, you're just kind of in the middle of the pack. So give me a B. Yeah. All right. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go B plus. What are you gonna give it, Hopper? I'll give it a B. It sucks because we, we can see, you know. The first, it's the first crack. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's it's, it's the first crack that that's that's gonna you know turn us into dog shit. But you were still elbow deep in it. I was because I was a dumb fucking kid. Mm. <laughs> All right. Well, we got to do Rolexes now. I got to be honest. I was torn between Corny and Ivan. And because Ivan's probably not going to get another one, I'm going to give it to Ivan. And I know what you're thinking. What about Ric Flair? I got to throw Ivan a bone. What do you have, Doc? I I wasn't thinking Rick at all on oh, this I'm one. I'm shocked. To be, to be honest, I'm going to tell you, I had a split decision as well. Mine was corny and Lex Luger. Whoa. Well, okay. But then I came to my senses and it's corny. All right. Everyone knows it's corny. Harper, who are you giving yours to? I pick it, uh, uh, Ivan. Because, uh-huh. I mean, we've seen corny do this a million times. Yeah. But this is kind of new for fucking Ivan. No, it's not. He said old Russian way justice way back in the yeah, day. Yeah, but, but just it's not how, new. It's just new. It, it's not new. It just has. It's been a while. I mean, him and Magnum were fucking bitter enemies, and he's like, "I just want you to know, you're a great guy." Yeah, what was up with that? Why was he? Why was he kowtowing to the Americans? I think he has to because as a fan, they were such bitter enemies, and you would think, "Why won't fucking Magnum punch him in the face?" Or vice versa. He, he so, can. so, so they got to explain. He's got to say something. I, I, I just, I think we've seen it from Ivan before. It's just been a long time. That's what I said. Oh, shut up. Okay. <laughs> all right. So, all right. So we got two for Ivan, one for Corny. I'm actually shocked you didn't give it to to Luger. I'm actually shocked none of us gave it to Flair because Flair was scoreboard in my opinion, but. You know, I mean, Flair's got a million of them, so maybe that's part of it. And that's that, right? I mean, you got to figure that's part of it. All right, Hopper, uh, you got any Wildcat announcements before we we, um, do some other plugs, before we get ready to get out of here? February 9th, dog, at the Esplanade Mall. Y'all are going to recreate the the Nitro, the first Nitro. Yep, we're going to be in the middle of the mall wrestling. Esplanade Mall is in Kenner, Louisiana, February 9th. Yeah. What time, Hopper? Fuck it. It was it's 10 o'clock in the morning, bro. 10 it's o'clock in the fucking morning. It's not that hard. Go ahead, Hopper. Cut the promo. It's not that hard. 6 o'clock in the fucking morning. 
WildcatSports.com, and what else? Doors Tiny open Euro? at four in the morning. <laughs> I have a bigger question. There's still malls. Yeah. I mean, the Esplanade Mall is like uh, impact wrestling of fucking malls now. But yeah, wow. it's still there. Wow. Way to way to spiff your sponsors. I'm just saying, they used to be fucking when I was. You know, back in the day, it was a badass mall, but, you know, it's like a lot of malls now. It's, you know. Filled with minorities. Yeah, filled with fucking Mike's people with the (laughs) urban wear. Wow. Jerseys. They're baggy baggy clothes and saggy jeans. and Yeah, and their jewelry and their pinky rings. Mm. That's fucked up. No. What the fuck? You just stereotype. You, you know, only figures you'd turn your Wildcat plug into something, a, a, an indictment on the mall. Whatever. But, but it is waiting to die, that mall. <laughs> I don't it's, know. I mean, they tried so much to keep that mall going. It's just like, nah. It's waiting to die, bro. And the crazy thing is, you go to Lakeside, Lakeside's booming seven days a week. Yep. Esplanade's waiting to die. Yeah. Lakeside's like it, a damn any, parade in there every day. Any, anybody else hear the Esplanade and think about the Sopranos? That's where all the oh, yeah. That's where all them jobs come from. Yeah. You know, I was watching an I was watching an episode the other day. I just pulled it up on HBO Go and yeah, what a greatest series. greatest show of all time. I what go on YouTube series. and just type in like you know. Richie getting shot or, you know, like the, you know, Rich, shit like that. Richard. Richie. Richard. It's Richard. He was Richie when he was 12. You know, one of the, uh, here's one to, here's one for you then that is one of my favorites. That's an underrated scene slash promo is when, um, April's, um, what's his name? Rosie's daughter, Jackie Jr., gets shot, and then Meadow's all sad, and she decides she's going to Europe instead of re-enrolling, and they're in the room, and Tony cut a promo on her, and and uh, and the wife, what's her name? Shit, I'm uh, Tony. Yeah, what the fuck was her name? <laughs> she tries to hop in, and Tony's like, shut up. And he cuts a promo on her, and she's like, everybody knows what you do, blah, blah, blah. And Tony let her Meadow have it. Bro, that's a promo he cut on her. He's like, you think I didn't do everything? You think I don't fucking bust my ass to put food on this table? And she starts she starts cut, crying like a teenage twat. Yeah. He's like, he's like try me. Come on. He's like, you didn't think I did anything to try to save that kid? Yeah. That was a hell of a promo he cut on her. Mm-hmm. I mean, Tony Soprano was a promo-cutting son of a gun. Yeah. You talk about people that died too soon. Come on. Man, That's true. You kidding. He was still in his 40s, huh? I think he might have been no. in his 50s, Harper. Yeah, he was in uh, his 50s. He was in I, his I, I, I'm on the. I'm on it. <laughs> You're on it? All right, while, while you're doing that, a couple of quick things. 
Shout out to the wrestling podcast about nothing with Ring of Honor's Brian Malonis and Mike Crockett. They do their show every single Monday. Check them out. They're talking classic and current stuff as well. They support us, so please support them and give them a listen. Just search WPAN or Wrestling Podcast About Nothing wherever you get your podcast from. Also, shout out to Our Vantage Point, the retro wrestling podcast with Joe Murata and Michael Quinn, the northern version of BTT. Slightly classier, a little bit more professional, but still fun nonetheless. They support us. Please support them. Now, Doc, what answer do you have on Tony Soprano's age? I thought he was in his 50s. Yeah, but it's depressing. 51. He was barely there. Yeah. It was a heart attack, wasn't it? Man, I got less. That's That's too close. (laughs) That's that's 63 months for, for Doc, man. Come on. Yeah, that's too close, man. That's just. God, think about that. Oh, no. Mm. Yeah. Mm. I got straightened up. I'm going to start getting AARP shit in the mail soon. Stop stop drinking, Doc. I can't. That's the problem. Yeah, I I can't either. I get the shakes. I've been drinking Roller Rock. (laughs) Wait a minute. Is it 1998? Yeah. It's fucking. That's my cheat brand. It's a uh, roller rock. It's a good cheap brand. I wore that shit out in the late nineties. I've been yeah. drinking a shit ton in the last year. A Stella. Stella's a good beer. It is. I've been drinking a shit ton of that shit. Mm. Mike's just been mainlining Henny, but whatever. Yeah, drinking his fucking natty ice. Jesus Christ, no. Yeah. Saint Ides. Yeah, drinking your butt ice. You're like, I, I, I oh. gotta keep it. Oh. It's got five percent alcohol. That Colt, stuff's terrible. Colt forty-five, bruh. With your king brass. You used to, you used to get a, a forty of Bud Ice for like buck ninety-nine, man. No, yeah, not anymore. No. Now it's the, now the, the fucking twenty-four ounce can is is at two dollars. Okay. Wouldn't know. Wouldn't know. Wouldn't know. All right. Well, let's get on out of here, man. Yep, so I'm going to assume Doc doesn't have anything else because we've talked a long time tonight, and Hopper just mentioned Wildcat, even though he degraded the mall they're going to be in. Their venue, he basically put it down. So with that said, it's time for us to get out of here. Remember, use the Amazon referral link, tinyurl.com slash Amazon, and don't forget to become a patron at tinyurl.com slash BTT. Hopper, that's all we got. Hit the tagline. Take us home. Book it, bitch.
before we get out of here, I want to give the patrons out there a special shout out. Thank you to all the patrons out there who make this show possible twice per week, each and every week, along with the patron content we that we post uh, uh, as much as we can for you all. So thank you very much for being patrons. We appreciate it. It's it means the world to us. And uh, I just want to say thank you. I always do at the end of the show. And um, here's another time. Thank you very much for your support. Also, I want to give a special shout out to all of our Hall of Fame patrons out there. Isaac Pendley at Hey, it's Isaac on Twitter. Eagle underscore one. Kangol Fett. Lee Russell. MDQ for life. George Davis. Kevin Carter. Michael Angel. Bob Richards. Rocky Suazo. Christopher Champer. Will Harkey. Robbie Dyson. Rick Beebe. Brad Dunyfin. Tom Schlegel. Coach Joey Chase, a.k.a. Willie Chase. Steve Malbasa. Kenny Byersdorf. Glenn Abbott, who's at GA Russell Nutt on Twitter. Bobby Murray. Marlon Mueller, a.k.a. at Half Pints Point. My boy Marlon. Keep cutting those promos, kid. Everybody on the Facebook group loves when I say that, I guess. Uh, Josh Warren, Everett Starr, Mike Childry, Kyle Riley, Disrespectfully Classy, Marky Blassie, Craig Norman, Johnny on Patreon, The Great John Dean, at YRC21 on Twitter, Josh Dunn, at Ryan in Auburn, Good Old Justin, Robert Smith, Joseph Ice, Tim Arecci, Adam Price, Brian Evans, Mark Wilson, Armando Martinez, David Jordan, Jesse Jacobs, Chris Myers, Gerald Green III, Mitchell Johnson, Mike Pru, Will Parker, Classy Alex, David DeVries, S.V. Padgham, Bill Sasa, Big Rich, Allen at Spy Boy Sports Cap on Twitter, Ari Miller 39, Jay Shiny 21, Ruben Espinosa, Merciless Jones, Jesse Lucas, Chris Browning, Justin underscore Andretti, Coleman 822, Marty Howell, T Hog 94, and God Bold Unreal. Thanks for being Hall of Fame Patreon members. And remember, to become a patron, go to tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. It is a great way to support this show and get tons of extra content. We've got over 200 patron-exclusive shows up on our Patreon feed at tinyurl.com slash Patreon BTT. We've got the world-class shows, Mike Pru and JV do an ECW show every two weeks. The World Class shows are every two weeks. we got the Clash of the Champions. We've done three of them to date. We've done two Jim Crockett Promotions pay-per-views to date. So there you have it. Tons of additional content. Along with our pre-shows, a lot of times we didn't do it. We, we, we don't do it every... I don't want to say we didn't do it this week, but we don't do a pre-show every single week. But oftentimes, Doc, Harper, or any combination of us will do a pre-show before cutting the main show. So there you have it. We like to do those, and we do the pre-shows. And those are also available only for Patreon members. So please consider joining. If nothing else, think about it like this. For four straight years now... Going on close to five, we've kicked out at least one show a week. And for the majority of that time, for about three and a half years now, we've kicked out two free shows per week. So when you become a patron, it helps support all the content that we pushed out. So thank you very much if you're a patron. Uh, if not, thanks for considering. We appreciate that too. Uh, I think that's it. It's uh, about time to get out of here. So for myself, Hardbody Hopper and Doc Turner, who's not here, you know what Hopper always says when we get out of here. Book it, bitch. <laughs>